Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. I'm always open to experiences. I'm always open to things that are beyond my understanding. But at the same time, I don't go looking for them. I've always been intrigued by the idea of ghost stories. I always liked ghost stories, as I think most people do. I was raised in a household where there was a lot of negativity. My parents separated when I was eight years old. And as a result of that, I ended up moving in with my grandparents. And for the better part of my childhood and preteen years, my grandparents were my legal guardians. They basically raised me as parents would. They would be the ones to take me to the set. As a matter of fact, you can see my grandmother appear at the very end of Goonies. And my grandmother was always a sweetheart. I mean, she was always the kindest woman. Uh, she cared so much about her family. She was always cooking. She was always worried about you, you know. A typical Jewish grandmother, very concerned about her children and her grandchildren and her family. Like, that was everything to her. Based on the destructive childhood that I had, the one thing she always wanted for me, above and beyond all else, was for me to have a happy and secure home life. That grounding and that stability and that family life that I never had. The house that we lived in was a very new house. I guess about like a year into living there, uh, my ex-wife and I's marriage started kind of hitting the rocky road. Our relationship has gotten to a point <clears throat> where we don't get along a lot of the time. Uh, there was a lot of arguing, there was a lot of tension, and we started noticing um, a lot of weird things happening. You would hear kind of like thumping. Maybe it sounded like the air conditioning or the heater system kicking on or off, but it wasn't kicking on the heat or the AC, and there's nothing coming out of the vent, so it's not that. I also heard lots of scampering type sounds, and kind of scratching noises. Maybe there's just animals in the wall. I mean, we do live kind of out in nature, but I never found anything in the house. I started going, look, this isn't right. Obviously, there's got to be some mechanical problems going on in the house. Um, so I started having, you know, service guys come out, checking the pipes, checking the drainage systems. Is the AC machine breaking down? Some nights we would wake up and it was like, bang, bang. It was loud, you know, and they're getting more and more regular. Certainly, while things were surmounting between my wife and I, and things were getting worse and growing uh, into a kind of destructive formula. 
You know, my son would do this thing, which was kind of strange to me, where he'd be in the middle of playing, and then all of a sudden he'd freeze. Like he was, like, put on pause. Um, during that time period, it was ironic that the energy in the house also was getting worse. Our nanny started coming to us, saying things like, you know, I could have sworn I heard voices coming from Zen's room over the monitor. And so I went in there, and I peeked my head in, and he was turned the other way, kind of facing the wall. And he was, you know, talking directly at something that wasn't there. In his mind, at least, there was a presence in the room with him that he was talking to. And then he started telling me about a woman that would come and visit him. And I would ask if he ever saw their faces, and he would say yes. Um, but then again, it was, you know, a two-and-a-half, three-year-old kid, so I'm figuring, well, he's probably got a pretty active imagination. As things progressed in the house and things kind of became stranger, I mean, literally, you know, you could take a line and you could draw together the comparisons of, you know, while we were arguing, while things were getting worse, the energy in the house kept getting stranger and these occurrences kept getting stronger. So one night I'm sitting in my office and I hear this low tone, like a, a motor almost, but not a motor, like a hum. I felt like it was coming from the ground underneath me. Whatever it is, this can't be good. Checked every room in the house. I could not find one running motor anywhere. And every room in the house, I could hear this hum, like the house was literally alive. And then there was a banging, which sounded like it was coming through the walls in addition to the humming noise. So I was investigating, where's the banging coming from? And I went over to like check the alarm, and the alarm was not on. And it was telling me that the alarm wasn't on because there was a door open. By this point, I was pretty freaked out. I grabbed this giant knife. And that's when I start hearing this voice. It sounded like an older woman with an accent. Almost like she was telling a story or giving some sort of narration, but not talking to herself, like almost in a conversational way. And I'm like, okay, maybe there's somebody in the room. Maybe that's what it is. Somebody got into the house and they're in the room. So I go running up the stairs. And as I'm laying there in the dark with him, then that's when I notice my grandfather's ring. He loved this ring so much, he always wore this ring, and he gave one to each boy in the family. I guess it was some sort of symbolism for him of, you know, what it meant to be part of the family. And that ring was 
always kept in my safe because it's very valuable. I was literally the only one who went in that safe. It sent shivers down my spine because I, I don't know how it could possibly get there. It was my grandmother's spirit. She wanted me to see that ring. She played some part in my eyes opening and seeing the reality of what was happening at home and making the decision that I needed to change my life and move on to give Zen the best childhood opportunity that he could ever have. And I don't want to make him grow up with parents that aren't affectionate, that don't seem to love each other. And that was very important to me. And it was probably within the next 30 days that my wife and I ended up getting divorced. And I haven't heard any strange noises or had any strange feelings in the new house that I have with my son. All the energy worked together to get me out of that situation and bring me closer to my son. Hi, this is uh, Sean Clark, author of Voice in the Dark, lead paranormal investigator for Voices in the Dark, and you're listening to the Real Paranormal Activity podcast with my dear friend Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, December 4th, 2023, episode 309. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, always glad to be back in hot seat. I hope everyone had a happy and safe Thanksgiving. And man, Christmas is upon us. Oh yeah, it's coming here soon. As far as announcements are concerned, everything's nice and smooth on our end over here at RPA Network. And tomorrow, there's going to be a new Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail, and then this Wednesday, a new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments, and this Thursday, a new Soul Sisters will be released. It's bi-monthly. And we also have a new video series, My Paranormal Experience, and those will be released on Fridays. So check them out. And with that, yeah, short and sweet, and we're going to do more listener stories, and with that, you know what that means. Oh yeah, come on, say it with me. Say it with me. That's right. To the story then. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fires are blazing. Nice and toasty in here. And go grab yourself a beanbag over there in the corner. While you guys are doing that, I'm going to get behind my desk here and get comfy. And I printed off Bert's packet. Thank you, Bert, if you're listening. And let's see what story she picked out for us today. Okay. All right. Looks like we got a couple medium ones here. Or not a couple, we got three medium ones here. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So good when it hits the lips. All right. The first one. This one is by Tuned. And it's titled The Cemetery. Okay, Tuned, 
Let's see what you got, man. I have decided to share an encounter that my mom had a few years ago around 2001. My nan sadly passed away at the young age of 43 when my mom was only 19 and was buried in the local cemetery. When my granddad passed 16 years later in September, he was laid to rest with my nan. This story was around that time just after the new headstone had been added, so around autumn, winter time in the UK. My mom went to tend to their graves as she and my auntie did often. They hated seeing the grave empty or of dying flowers, so they would go every few days. I'm not sure how old the grounds are, but there are graves and tombs on site that are no longer legible. My grandparents' grave is in a prime spot to everything. A two-minute walk from the chapel of rest alongside of the road. Front and center of a row of about six other graves with many following behind. Opposite the graves are three benches, and to the right of them is a bin and a water tap. Anyway, my mom just added some flowers to the pots when a girl approached her. My mom described her as being a girl in her 20s. She was wearing just a white cotton dress and asked my mom where she could get some water from. My mom pointed to one by our family grave and a few others around the site. She thanked my mom and walked away. It dawned on my mom that it was a strange sight to see in the middle of such a cold day. She stood and looked around, but... I couldn't see this girl. She got into her car and drove around the cemetery looking for her, heading in the direction she went. It had only been a few minutes and no one had driven past, but this girl was nowhere to be seen. My mom believes she saw a spirit that day, perhaps of a girl who no longer has family to tend her grave. Perhaps it was just a person grieving. It was an event that has stuck in my mom's mind for years. I believe that because she was grieving herself, she was able to become more in tune with another spirit. Thank you for reading. And that's by Tuned. Tuned. Thank you very much for sharing. I loved it. Yeah, you know, you hear about this every once in a while. And yeah, on a cold day and just wearing a white cotton dress... And like you said, it's winter time. <laughs> yeah, it could be, especially when um, your mom realizes what she saw, and it's only been a few minutes, and I can only imagine uh, it's probably a large area, and she drove around and couldn't find her. So, yeah, it could be. Thank you very much for uh, sharing. That's a great story. All right, what's next? What do we got? This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This one is by South, and it's titled, Grandma and Grandpa's House. Okay, South, let's see what you got, man. 
I spent a good amount of my childhood living with my grandparents in a very rural part of West Virginia. Their house, well, the whole area where we lived was haunted. There were many times that we'd hear footsteps in a room nobody was in at the time. Uh, paper towel rolls unrolling and things like that. Things that you normally associate with someplace that's haunted. But honestly, especially when you're very young, you really don't think about it too much. It's just the way things are. But one night, at least for me, that all changed. I was probably about six or seven at the time of this incident. My grandma had some relatives visiting, and I really never liked them. They were loud, obnoxious, and generally unpleasant to be around. I was a quiet kid, and had decided that I needed to get away from all the ruckus going on in the living room, where my grandparents, my brothers, and these boorish relatives were talking. So, I left the living room and walked into the kitchen. Let me explain the layout of the house briefly. My grandparents bought a two-room house from my grandma's brother and added on as needed, so the layout wasn't what you'd call a traditional one. When you walked out of the living room, you entered a kitchen, which had a bedroom attached to it, and a door leading out to a small utility room used for storage. This room emptied out to the yard, where a small creek babbled away. There were other rooms, but for time's sake, I won't describe them. Anyway, I was going through the kitchen to the aforementioned bedroom. That's where my toys were. When I walked in, the first thing to draw my attention was the huge crystal cake plate sitting in the middle of my grandparents' big kitchen table. My grandma was quite the cook and had made this cake from scratch, and it was beautiful. Because of the fact that I was so young, the cake plate was so massive and the table was so big, there was no way for me to move it. As I entered the room, suddenly the cake plate, without anyone touching it, picked itself up and hurled itself across the room. I stood there with a mixture of fear and awe. When my grandma came running in along with pretty much everyone else in the living room, she screamed, Why? Why did you do that? I worked so hard to make that cake. Why did you throw it like that? My grandpa walked in, looked at her, and said, You know that boy didn't do that, and you know what did. I never forget the look of fear and sadness on her face, or how her face completely drained of color. I know it doesn't sound like much, but that was the day I woke up to the fact that there are things in that house that weren't of this world. I started noticing, really noticing what was going on. There are a lot more things about the house I could talk about. I started with this story because of how it woke me up to the strangeness of the things going on there. Love RPA. And that's from South. South. Thank you very much for sharing. And I loved it. I loved how, uh, yeah, you know, I never thought about it. When you're a little kid and you don't know much about the world and things like this is happening, you just think that, well, you know, this is normal, right? <laughs> 
until uh, something like this happens. And of course, your grandpa and your grandma, you know, they're aware of what's in the house and things like that. And, you know, like your grandpa said, you know who did it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Great story. Thank you very much for sharing. And what's next? What do we got? This one is by Manny, and it's titled The Boy. Okay, Manny, let's see what you got, man. I would like to reflect on a time when I was a child. At this particular time, I was about seven years old. Now, my parents weren't very strict and didn't have a set bedtime for us, and I remember playing late outside this night. My younger brother, Ernest, was playing with me. He was five. After chasing each other and digging through the dirt, etc., etc., you know, doing things kids do, we noticed a boy at the end of our block outside as well. My brother began taunting him about being so close to the street without his parents. I was embarrassed and tried convincing Ernest not to pick on him. My brother was relentless, though, and continued to make statements about the boy playing next to the road alone. The boy didn't pay any mind to Ernest and, in fact, started jumping into the air as if to catch an insect. He started following this insect and, while jumping, ended up where he was about to cross the street. At this point, Ernest went inside, but I decided to stay and watch. There was something about this boy that looked and felt out of the ordinary. For one... Why was he about to cross the street without a parent? He looked to be somewhere around my age. It wasn't just that. Something about him was strangely off. I stood there to watch him. He was skinny, African-American, and he wore an orange shirt. I couldn't help but to notice how bright the shirt appeared. He never turned his head in my direction. Something about his shirt just didn't match with what I would expect to see in everyday appearances. I didn't know how to explain it because I hadn't questioned about the brightness of it at first glance. He looked both ways and crossed the road. I remember thinking, I can't believe a little boy just crossed the road. He began running towards our way but across the street, never paying attention once to me. My gut feeling told me that it wasn't right, so I stood there watching him and observing. There was this big, beautiful white house in front of us. I started to wonder where this boy was running to. He reached the left side of the house in front of us, and then, suddenly, he disappeared. It was something I would never forget. i never seen an actual ghost before or after that. I've only heard stories. I remember exactly how it happened. It was like as soon as he was lifting his leg to take another step, the outer part of his body began to diminish, as if it were small particles. Then, just like that, it's as if he was never there. I went inside to tell my mom and brother what happened. Of course, neither of them believed me. 
A few moments later, after all the excitement had gone, I explained to her that I was telling the truth. It was the ghost story for years to come. We live in a small town, and the strange thing is, is that we cannot recall any story of a boy passing that would match the description of the boy we saw. As an adult, I even skimmed through the old newspapers at the library to see if I could find any answers, but have come up with nothing. Nonetheless, it is still a good ghost story that I tell to my children at night when they ask to hear them. Thanks. And man, that's from Manny. Manny, thank you very much for sharing. And that's a great story. I loved it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it could be a residual haunting, but residual haunting continues to, you know, to replay itself. And as you said here, that's the first and only time, you know, you've seen a ghost. And obviously that's the only time you've seen this little boy after that. So, interesting stuff. Yeah. Loved it. Thank you again for sharing. And, well, that's it, guys. Yeah, that's all I have. It's a little bit short, but great stories as always. And we're always flattered that you come here to the RPA Network, and I hope you're finding something that you enjoy. We have a lot of content here, so there should be something you like. And remember, this Thursday, a new Soul Sisters, which is a video series, is coming out. And a new video series... My Paranormal Experience has joined the RPA Network, and those are going to be released every Friday. So don't miss out. And as always, you can always find us wherever you find your podcasts. And also get the free RPA app if you don't have it. Just go to your app store and do a search for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast network, and download it for free. Stream anytime, anywhere. And with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britain, and it's also made possible by LaFlosse Corporation. And man, we love you guys. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you, and good night. Yeah. <laughs>